You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, Senior Content Manager with RSA Conference. And today I am joined by Laurie Savale, Director of Cyber.org. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so that you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to ask Lori to take a moment to introduce herself before we dive into today's topic. Lori, over to you. Hello, I'm excited to be here today. So I am the director of cyber.org, an academic initiative through the Cyber Innovation Center out in Louisiana. But I get to work with teachers all across the United States, helping teach them and show them how to incorporate cybersecurity into their classroom. And so I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to do that. I have been a teacher in the past. I've taught for over 10 years um, and I'm a lifelong learner. So I am still in school myself. I'm working on my PhD right now in curriculum instruction. I love that. That's fantastic. I, too, am a former teacher, Lori, and uh, I left the classroom probably about eight years ago. And the summer before my last year teaching, I recall we were all given iPads and told to play with them over the summer and see (laughs) what we could find that was educational that we could use in our curriculum. Period, full stop, no consideration at all for the fact that we would then have to be, you know, using these (laughs) apps that require kids to provide their PII and what do we do with that and how do we protect it? So hopefully the K-12 sector has come a long way over the past decade. But I would definitely love to know more about the work that cyber.org is doing to improve K-12 cybersecurity literacy. Can you talk to us a little bit about Project Access and what you're doing at cyber.org? Definitely. So we are working very hard to try to diversify that cybersecurity workforce. We know that with threats getting more and more complicated every single day, in order to keep the U.S. secure, we're going to need a lot of different minds working together, right? Um, And and maybe in the past we haven't done the best job at that. Um, So we're working to help all students see themselves in cyber. So Project Access is designed specifically to help expand the mindset of cybersecurity for blind and visually impaired students, as well as students with other disabilities. So they're able to meet with industry professionals that have successfully found their way into cybersecurity, that have the same disabilities as them, to find their place and and see where they can all fit into this. A part of that as well is Project REACH. Here. And so REACH works with historically black colleges and universities and minority serving institutes to help those students find their place in cybersecurity as well. Um, so just a big focus here at cyber.org is knowing that we all have our place, right? We're all of our place in cybersecurity and, and how can we help teachers find that and how can we help students find that across the U.S.? You talked about the students that you work with and that you're trying to reach, but what about the organizations, specifically the hiring managers at those organizations and reframing what everyone (laughs) says is one of the biggest problems with hiring the cyber workforce is those job postings. Definitely. Yes. I mean, we want to make sure students are able to 
understand what cybersecurity jobs are out there and how they do fit into that. So helping them realize that there are plenty of cybersecurity jobs, right, that don't even require a degree, that do look at maybe some industry certifications or maybe, you know, that's why it's it's really important for all of our students to see cybersecurity professionals and see what they do on a regular basis. I know we have in our office here, we love passing out these cute little trading cards. On these trading cards, there are job descriptions, there are maybe like some salary ranges, whether or not that degree is required, or maybe some industry certifications as well. Just some tangible way for students to see cybersecurity careers and how they fit into these little puzzle pieces, right? Um, where is their place in that? And so helping broaden their mindset, the, the images on some of these cards, they're, they're very diverse because we know that a lot of different people are in these job roles. And so helping students to see that, that they do fit into this, that it's not just one stereotypical kind of person that these companies should be looking for, but it really is a good representation of the American population we need in cybersecurity right now. I love that. And I'm so curious to know if any of the national initiatives like ONCD or even the new national cybersecurity are helping in any way to bring those cybersecurity professionals that look like students to connect with you so that they can then connect with the students. Like, how are you finding these cybersecurity professionals that are, <laughs> you know, this beautiful puzzle that we're putting together? So these national initiatives do help bring that awareness to cybersecurity education and really the place for cybersecurity in the K-12 space and what that looks like. Um, it does help us to kind of broaden that range and trying to just kind of get the word out there that, you know, we are here at Cyber.org trying to do this stuff. And yes, we always do need volunteers. Um, so even if you're out there listening today and would like to work with us and maybe volunteer some time to explain what do you do so that way students can watch maybe a video or maybe of course, like welcome yourself into different classrooms to be able to, to talk about what these jobs are because we know that our students are making career decisions at extremely young ages. Usually fourth, fifth grade is where we see students start to wrap their head around what they're going to do with their life and what they might be when they grow up. And so career days at school, like you see a lot of doctors and lawyers and teachers, right? Because students see those people. They know what that looks like. They've experienced some of those job positions before and have watched them in action, but we really need to let students watch our cybersecurity jobs in action, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have those conversations. Yeah, talk to them about what, what that looks like. You know, what are you doing for a company? Are you, you know, helping test hardware and software? Are you, you know, searching systems for weaknesses? Like kids can understand these things. <laughs> mm. They operate with technology on a daily basis now. So it's not quite maybe the same as whenever we grew up. And sometimes we're afraid to even use some of these words with them and have them just not understand us. But they really do. Um, and they love to hear about it. They love technology. That's more exciting even than being a doctor or a lawyer, right? But we have to be willing to help make their mind just a little bit more concrete about what some of these jobs really are um, right. and what we're really doing out there. Yeah, they do love technology. I remember, you know, back to the iPad story, um, when, <laughs> when they were issued out to everyone, we were expected to use them in class. One of my colleagues said, I don't know what to do. I'm never going to be more exciting than the internet. Like, why would they pay <laughs> attention to me when they can use the internet in my class? So um, they do definitely love technology. 
I'm wondering if you partner also with nonprofit organizations in the industry like WESIS or Blacks in Cyber or Black Girls Hack or the Diana Initiative, We Open Tech, any of the, they're partners of ours as well, but um, trying to reach that diverse representation of the professionals that are in the industry and amplify those voices, what are the resources that you use to find the volunteers who work with you? I love those groups that you just mentioned because it is important for us to, especially in the space we're operating in, work with these nonprofits, um, have those true industry professionals be able to offer that advice to us. It's critical. It is a big part of what we do here. Um, I know I'm a member of Women Technology as well and all these different WESIS group and and things like that. Um, I mean, Black Girls Hack is writing a couple of lessons for us right now. Um, RAISIS group, I'll be speaking at their national conference coming up this fall. Yay. Yes, and they'll be at ours too. And so it does. It takes all of that variety really working together. Um, We are on the same team. And that's what I love about nonprofits um, because we know our heart's in the right place and we want to do what's best for the industry as a whole. And so it helps for us to be able to work with them to explain what does this K-12 space look like? And how can they chip in and help out? And also for them to explain to us, how can we set these students up for success? Because we really do. So we want to increase that diversity in all ways, shapes, and forms, right? But yet we want to do it in a way that makes sense for students and is equitable to them as well. Um, If a student has a certain disability, they need to know what areas of cybersecurity will fit well with them that they can use their strengths for and empower them to kind of act well. And so it does take this this huge village coming together, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if anybody knows of some partner groups out there that would like to be a part of this, we are always welcoming and, and meeting new groups because we know that this industry is growing so fast right now. And I love that these teams of people are coming together to kind of help empower each other. <laughs> Yeah, for and sure. And so meet with them and kind of figure out, you know, how can we work together? What does that look like? It looks different every time, but it's always so exciting and fun to watch it take shape. Yeah, and I think for adults who have been private organization industry professionals for a long time, they have never been on sort of the inside track of what K to 12 looks like and how it operates, right? And so that in and itself can be, I would imagine, an obstacle of um, trying to get into the schools, right? Because I've had conversations with people before about, you know, just the way that things work and like, why isn't this person doing this? And, you know, it's just the whole concept of the structure of the K to 12 and it's not an organizational structure, um, can be very difficult for people to wrap their heads around. And and even when it comes to funding, like I was just having a conversation last month with someone about, you know, a, a teacher buying things with her own money for her classroom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone in the room was appalled that like, what? There's no fund for such things, <laughs> you know? Um, so in what ways are you seeing these sorts of obstacles and how do we need to maybe reimagine what K-12 education looks like in order to achieve the goals that we're after here? 
Certainly. I mean, when we're talking about incorporating cybersecurity into K-12, I mean, that is such just a scary word, right? <laughs> and helping mm-hmm. teachers, like you're, you're taking teachers who that's technology is not necessarily their specialty at all. They have not had any extra courses, right? You mentioned the iPad situation and, and that really is how teachers get introduced to new technology. It's like, take it home for the summer and play around with it. See what happens. Right. Um, and so helping school systems understand what cybersecurity is, what it looks like, how it can be incorporated into the school, and then bringing together the school systems and the industry partners. At Cyber.org, that's something we're just really proud of is to be able to work with the school districts. That's our space, right? K-12 education really is who we are. Um, our team is made up of past educators and and school principals and, and the, the whole big crew. And so taking our team and being that middle ground of helping the industry talk with the school systems and and seeing how things can fit and and how can maybe, you know, if a company wants to donate some funds to help a school in a certain way, what does that look like and how we can help them through that process um, is really our specialty. That's mm-hmm. what we do here. Um, so to connect these groups and just help spread the word that like Cyberorg is available. We're in all 50 states. It's not just one area we're talking about. We've we've met with several school districts and state departments of education, and we have these recurring meetings with them. And so it's exciting to be able to bring different communities together um, and bring the industry into the school system as much as possible because those school officials right now, they need help understanding, you know, what should they be telling their students about cybersecurity? How do we protect our kids, right? Um, but right. also, how do we develop a U.S. population that knows how to protect themselves right. and take care of themselves? That's so important. So it's not just about diversifying the cybersecurity workforce, but almost like helping every U.S. citizen see their place in protecting our country and protecting themselves with cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're teaching Othello, you're teaching cybersecurity, right? Yago was yes. the <laughs> the most egregious social engineer in literary history, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some actionable steps that listeners can take to help build the next generation of cyber talent? So you are our cybersecurity and computer science professionals, right? And so please, talk to kids, reach out to school systems, um, volunteer to speak whenever possible, help like just that awareness of, of what these jobs are, help make them concrete, keep spreading that word around, being willing to volunteer to kind of be that voice of of helping the school know what those best practices are in cybersecurity to keep themselves safe. It might be reaching out to a school board member to explain why a kindergartner needs to understand some basics of cybersecurity, um, help them see the true reality. I think we operate in this space sometimes where our technology is so cool that the movies look so neat um, that we we don't really know what's real anymore and what's not. And so helping school systems see the true risks and benefits of having technology in the classroom, and they need cybersecurity professionals to help help drive that knowledge base and help them. Um, also, get the word out about Cyber.org and how we are here to help. We are 
in all the different states, but but really um, to bring an awareness for schools that let us be that middle person, let us help connect you and, and really establish this relationship where industry can start working really well with education, especially the K-12 space. It's going to be important as we move forward to be able to have these partnerships established to help our students and really with the benefit of of how do we help K-12 kids become the new U.S. population that can truly help protect themselves and everyone else. I think it's so fun to think about the connections, you know, as I was a former teacher of English and, you know, when I transitioned into the industry, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I can relate mm-hmm. this to, you know, this story that I read and that fable. And and it's just fun to think about that human element of security and engage in those conversations with creative thinkers to tie together technology and human beings because we are so deeply intertwined and mm-hmm. that's not going anywhere. So I, I love what you're doing. Um, I think it's fantastic. And I hope that our listeners will reach out and offer their creative voice to help forward the mission. Lori, thank you again so much for being here. Listeners, thank you you for tuning in. To find products and solutions related to workforce development and cybersecurity education, we invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year round. Lori, thank you so much. Thank you.